All right, welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host with us today. All right, special guest, Brian, you're back. I love having you on the show. I knew I was getting excited about talking to you. With everything that's been going on in the firearm community and certainly in Parliament, I was really excited uh, to sit down with you and discuss some of the things that have been going on. Uh, Brian, the latest, the latest and greatest in the news, uh, the Liberal government uh, pushing forward motions to limit debate on uh, the uh, newly proposed firearm legislation. You know, I want to get your thoughts right out, right off the hop. What are you thinking about what's happening here? Uh, well, I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised in the least. We've had this discussion, and I said they were coming after semi-autos. That's exactly what they've done. They've come after semi-autos. Only they're gutless cowards, and they didn't even have the nuts to uh, to say, we want your semi-autos. What they did was they created a bureaucratic process that will make it so onerous and annoying and, and, and uh, you know, administratively burdensome that people will choose not to remain in the shooting sports involving restricteds or they'll never bother getting into it in the first place mm-hmm. uh, and and l- let's face it Mark uh, unfortunately we've seen certain people in our own shooting community who they want what they've got and they're perfectly happy to see everyone else suffer as long as they are left alone and in their in their weak need cowardice, uh, and contemptibility, they are uh, they are willing to throw the rest of their shooting sports um, um, comrades to the you know to the butcher's block, um, and you know until until eventually they will get to them because uh, as we've seen in Australia, you know even even things like hunting now uh, in Australia is a huge issue, and the whole idea that anyone would would presume to go out and hunt, uh, uh, you know. Um, ducks or geese or or kangaroos or anything else that they wish to hunt in Australia you know they're 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 put on the uh, you know the court of public opinion and they're uh, attacked and they're vilified and the types of firearms they use are criticized and their activities are curtailed and they're licensed and they're expensive and you know that's what's going to happen here because I don't I you know I'm 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 hoping we're smarter than that and I'd like to think that at least numerically we have the numbers to to fight them on this but um, uh, this this is this is coming down hard on us and this this is an awful awful bill um, you know there are one or two aspects of it that I I'm sure most gun uh, gun owners in this country can agree with or or at least not object to yeah and 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 I'm fine with it uh, I. You know, I think one of the one of the most important things that you know I, all of us would agree on is every single gun owner in this country can agree on this. None of us wants to see firearms used in crime or in uh, you know especially things like mass shootings and 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 that kind of thing. None of us want that, no. and anything that we can do to prevent that, short of completely disarming ourselves and turning ourselves into a a, a disarmed rabble of of whiny sheep, um, uh, we would agree to. And uh, you know, I really think we missed our chance um, when Stephen Harper was prime minister, because I think maybe what we could have done is proposed our own set of very uh, um, well thought, acceptable, intelligent, effective um, uh, gun control programming that we all could have been happy with, um, and and that would have kept the, the you know 
kept things safe. I mean, they're safe now. Yeah. Uh, they're good now in Canada. Um, but, uh, you know, this is, um, we're, we're on the, on the ropes right now yep. and I don't know if people realize it and it's uh, bad. It is really bad. And I think any gun owner in this country, uh, whose, whose firearms possession is important to them, who voted liberal, uh, I hopefully are shaking their heads and seeing the error of their ways. Um, for those that that don't, um, I, I made a comment on the CCFR today um, that you know I think really encapsulates or, or or really focuses in on on what I wanted to say, and 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 this is this is the way I feel about it. Okay, um, I'll, I'll just I'll just read it. Yeah, go ahead. I said uh, all efforts must be made to turf the liberals in 2019. For the firearms community, there is no greater issue. Uh, we are under the misconception that we can influence the Liberals. We cannot. The Liberals are fishing for NDP votes. Going hard left is their only chance at maintaining power. In all issues, we need to sway our friends who vote both ways that Trudeau is a disaster. Remember, elections are decided on a soft 8% of voters who swing either way. So on the economy, the Liberals are a disaster. On foreign policy, they are the same. They are shockingly corrupt. Trudeau is a weak, poor leader who embarrasses us internationally. They are mismanaging the marijuana issue, and you can hit the young ones with that. Demonstrate empathy for how their issue is being turned into a governmental nightmare, and it is. Demonstrate, uh, oh, by all means, demonstrate the pernicious and petty nature of the gun control bill, how it is being used to curry favor with the uninformed while demonizing the law-abiding and ignoring the criminals. Argue, debate, proselytize in every place you can. News feeds, polls, public gatherings, work, the dinner table, everywhere. Speak well, intelligently, and leave profanity, hyperbole, prejudice, and intolerance out of your utterances. It's our only route to victory in this matter. And and, and, and that's, that's, you know... We've all heard people lose their tempers. I've lost my temper and people start talking and they start mixing it in with other issues. The fact of the matter is, people, that firearms owners in Canada are the most uh, heterogeneous group in this country. We are everything. We are white. We are black. We are brown. We are Asian. We are uh, men. We are women. We are straight. We are gay. We are trans. Mm -hmm. We are political stripes from the hard left all the way to the hard right, uh, and that includes anarchists and Nazis and communists and liberals and, and conservatives and NDPers and everything in between. We are the people of Canada. We are the true cross-section of society, and we need to support each other. And I may not agree with everything that my, my fellow uh, uh, shooters uh, agree, uh, you know, believe in, and some of those things are, are, are completely anathema to me. However, on this issue, we need to pull together, we need to be smart, and we need to leave all those other things aside, and we need to focus in on the important issues. This is a bad government. Regardless of the gun control bill, this is a very bad government. As for the gun control bill, this is our important issue being used as a club to, to beat down a certain group of people, a certain group of Canadians who like to think of themselves as maybe a little more self-reliant, a little more disciplined, a little more responsible than the general public, uh, and 
that doesn't suit the people that want us going to work every day and handing over 40, 50, 60% of our income so that the government can return buying our votes while they steal a large portion of the country's budget for themselves. Yep. And they do. They, <clears throat> this government is very clearly doing that. Uh, you know, we've heard accusations. Every government's got its issues. Sure. But, and again, I'm, I've, I've said this before, and I'm going to bring this up. There have been excellent caretaker liberal governments. Yes. Paul, Paul Martin was an excellent liberal prime minister. Jean Chrétien, even though he wasn't my cup of tea, was an excellent liberal prime minister. I have a lot more respect for them than I do for this group that's in office now. These people are fascists, and there's no two ways about it. They're taking their worldview, they're stuffing it down everyone's throats, and the rest of us be damned. And while we're at it, you can pay us for the privilege of being <laughs> yeah. of being trodden all over. Um, and and I have no interest in living in a country like that. And I will tell you that I am well. Like I've served this country for 22 years in the military i have been the kind of canadian patriot that that you know everyone says they want to be but i'm not interested in living in the country like this no they're you know they're taking our firearms away they're disregarding the majority of canadians yes i mean you can you can pay close attention and 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 advance the rights of minority groups um as i believe they should be mm-hmm. um without stomping all over the rights of the majority of the people who run this country, who come up with its policies, and who pay its taxes. Yep. That And that that is the problem. If you're going to govern from a position of minorities' rights, then you're going to trample on the rights of the majority. <clears throat> so, you know, and again, you, you people out there who are pro-marijuana, listen, guys, they took your very straightforward uh, situation where someone grows a plant, dries it, and sells it to you for a certain number of dollars, and they're turning it into the Department of Motor Vehicles. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, how is that better than what you had? Yeah. I do, do not defend this clown yeah. for doing that to your herb. Like, it's a plant. It grows in your backyard, and they're going to come up with a series of regulations that's going to make guns and cars look like like ridiculously simple things. Yeah. So do not defend this clown car government. This is easily and without doubt the worst administration that has ever run our beautiful country. And you know what? The experiment is a dismal failure. They need to go. 2019 can't get here fast enough. So, well, you know, Brian, I got to tell you, listening to you speak always uh, fascinates me because I, I, I can't always formulate the thoughts uh, and, and have them, you know, expel from my mouth in a way that I, I believe is intelligent. Listening to you speak though, it's, it's almost like if my heart could speak, I love, I love the things you say. You hit on so many great points. Uh, you know, just, just turning back the clock a little bit here, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll examine, you know, firearms legislation, the new proposed legislation. First off, uh, you know, this is not a well thought out piece of proposed legislation. One, two, uh, there are some additional surprises in there and, uh, to boot, you know, the handing, uh, full authority to the RCMP to reclassify guns at will arbitrarily without oversight, uh, totally boggles my mind that anybody in the, it, 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 anybody in 
intelligent with a with a decent conscience would think that maybe it's a bad idea to have uh, you know an enforcement branch uh, of of the government uh, also handling legislative power, and that's really all it is. Is is they're they're going to have the ability to change whether or not you can own or operate something that you own uh, currently that's legal, you know, to do so. They're going to change that, and and they've they've set up the structure of the proposed legislation in such a way that you can see that they've they've developed the system to deal with uh, what's going to be, in my opinion, a major shift uh, of classes. We're going to see some some non-restricted rifles get pushed into restricted. I think we're going to see a lot of restricteds being pushed ultimately into into prohibited categories. Uh, but to hand over that power uh, to the RCMP, to just to make it solely their purview to handle this sort of thing and to maybe perhaps change the criteria for what qualifies, uh, you know, to be pushed into each of these categories. You know, before there was, you know, there was a system in place. There was criteria that had to be met. There, there was some oversight. Uh, you know, we've, we had reversed what were clearly bad decisions and, and make no mistake about it. I'm a big fan of the RCMP, just not, not a big fan of some of the policies, uh, you know, that get made and, and some of the decisions that are made by brass and, uh, certainly, certainly seeing certain guns that go from non-restricted all the way to prohibited. So they go from, you know, uh, every day can be used just about anywhere where it's uh, okay to discharge a firearm to be suddenly pushed into a prohibited category of firearms that will be destroyed upon the passing of the owner uh, that can have their 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 usage and or their transportation so severely limited all and of course the the good uh, the good name of making the public safety or improving public safety which we all know is a farce uh, you know like seeing the classes the 12 fours and the 12 fives not being able to move over the course of the last 20 years uh, easily to and from the ranges in collectors hands you know while while they have other rifles that do it just seemed like a malicious move by the government back then and I think we're just seeing it all over again well this uh, is this is always the liberal and malice they go together they, yeah they, they do they, they make malicious laws now he, here's here's the frustrating point so it was proposed years ago that people who used firearms in crimes, uh, receive a mandatory minimum sentence for that, uh, an added three years to whatever sentence was was uh, for whatever crime they were committing, and the Supreme Court of this Canada of Canada, in their in their wisdom, their their liberal wisdom, decided that um, that 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 was unjust. It was unfair for a a criminal who had committed criminal acts with an illegal gun and had used a gun in the in the commission of a crime. It was unfair to them for them to receive a severe punishment. For that, and to wit, what three years in prison for 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 bringing a gun, like co- potentially causing all kinds of problems. That was too severe. But we're going to go after two and a half million gun owners, and we're going to make their lives very, very, very difficult for having done nothing wrong. Yeah. That right there, I got no use for liberals. I got no use for their government. They can fold up tents in 2019 and piss off. Yeah. And I hope <laughs> it's a- they, I hope they crash harder than Brian Mulroney's conservatives. I hope there's there's like two seats in the front row and and neither of them are Justin Trudeau's and and the bunch of them are sent packing looking for new work. Yeah. Because this is. This is not about firearms. This is about contempt for Canadian citizens. Yeah. This is about contempt for the taxpayer. Um, you know, our laws have never made sense. But however they haven't made sense, they have worked to a certain extent. Um, they have succeeded in curtailing the mentality that firearms are an answer to problems. And that's fair. 
I don't think anyone wants us to take a gun to solve a problem. Even when it comes to defending yourself, I mean, a, a gun is is the last resort. It really is the last resort. And and in our country, really about the last place you can get away with using a firearm to protect yourself is uh, either in the wilderness against an animal or in your home against an armed invader uh, who has has jumped through all the hoops and 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 you know you just can't do anything else but shoot them. Yes. And I think under those circumstances, that's about the only time you can use a firearm for defense. Uh, but but other than that, the, the, the mindset of most Canadians is they use their firearms for hunting and they use their firearms for leisure and enjoyment. So sh- target shooting, skeet shooting, trap shooting, uh, you know, um, and, and, and that's it. And, and, and that's fine. But we have a very vibrant and, and growing gun yes. culture in this country. And people, we have <clears throat> talked about this before. It's the call of duty and the yes. walking dead generation, yes. right? The young people, they see these shows, firearms are a big part of them and they want to own them and they want to hold them and they want to use them. And, you know, we, we, we live in a, in a country where they, they've made it difficult for businesses to, to rent these so that people can try them. I mean, even there, uh, I, I bet you if gun owners would probably be a lot happier if there were places like like they have in Vegas where you could go and rent a Tommy gun with a 70 you know 75 round drum and yep. and and pour 75 round downs full auto on a range under supervision pay your buckets of money to the friggin company yeah. that is running that that thing they get to handle a real piece of history and they get to leave with a big smile and everyone's happy and everyone's yep. safe but that's 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 not in the liberal mind they don't want you around those guns no. they don't want you to like it and it's very interesting to see where we've changed in 40 years cuz 40 years ago the Canadian the Association of Canadian Chiefs of Police had a completely different take on what the role of firearms were in Canadian society. They were very um, uh, strongly in favor of private gun ownership. They believed that it enhanced private and personal security in the home and in in the wilderness. They mm-hmm. felt that it, uh, it it was a second line of defense that aided the police when, yes. when called to, upon to do so. They also felt that it was another line of defense against the dangers of the Soviet Union and potential invasion in a country that had a tiny military in a very small military budget, you could count on tens of thousands and now millions of gun owners who know how to employ their arms and maintain them and have ammunition for them and could be relied upon to help defend the country in the event of a foreign invasion of some type. And that was the position of the chiefs of police 40 years ago. And anyone who says that's not true, I've got it on paper. Nice. So, so you're wrong. If you say <laughs> um, and, uh, you know... The, the problem where we've set ourselves up with the RCMP is that uh, we, we don't have the right to property in Canada. And that's something that has to change. No, it does. Oh, it does have to change. It really does. It really does need to change. It has to do with us being under British common law, and and the fact of the matter is, is everything we own belongs to the crown, and and and. Okay, uh, but the right to keep and enjoy property is is not ensconced in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, and so it allows the government to make whatever rules it wants about our property. And uh, we end up in a situation where we're allowed to own property, but we can't enjoy it. We're, you know, or the property can be arbitrarily taken by statute. Um, you know, so there there are a lot of issues with that, and um, that law needs to change. But the the gun laws, in and of themselves, they are a mess. Yes, they have always been a mess. Yes, and. I'm not a fan of handing over classification of the police for, for obvious reasons. I, I mean, would we hand over abortion law 
to the Association of uh, Medical Doctors and like the you know the OMA or the or the uh, the Canadian Medical Association or you know would, would, is that who we would hand making laws about abortion over to? Well, I don't know. I I don't I don't like, I don't, like, I don't know. We got like, an we got an advisory committee that's almost com- com- completely in, comprised of people, of people that dislike guns and or don't, don't, and don't know, know anything about. Yeah. Them. Yes. So why so why so, not put it so, in the hands of people so that may the, not care for you to have well, them? Yeah, I mean well, that makes how, sense, right? How about we hand over uh, our driving laws, uh, the Highway Traffic Act, and so on? Why don't we hand that over to the OPP or the RCMP and let them make the laws about that? Yeah. And while we're at it, you know, okay, well let's let the RCMP uh, decide the law laws about uh, the internet and 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 our, our freedom of expression let's yeah. hand that over to the rcmp how do you like it now let's hand over our laws about foreign policy to the military let's let the military let make the laws yeah where if do you, you draw re- the line if you really want to live in a friggin country like that pack up and move to china yeah pack up and move to vietnam pack yeah. up and move to you know North Korea. That's where that comes from. And the absolute arrogance of these people to turn around and say, I have no problem with the police making decisions about private property. And, and I mean, God bless them. I mean, they work their butts off. They're in danger, you know. But again, this is the same group of people whose own friggin' leadership let them hang out to dry when they needed new patrol rifles and they didn't want to give it to them. And, and their guys got stuck out in a bad situation where they got gunned down by a guy with a high-powered rifle. And it's like, you know, oh, yeah, let's give them the power to decide what the people of Canada can and can't own. Like that, that's... Well, perhaps if they confiscate all the all the AR-15 rifles, they'll be able to supply the troops well, with, with yeah, some of the I, best I, gear I, they've I, ever I, seen. Well, Who I'm knows? Sure they, I'm sure they can. And, you know, there's been, <laughs> I, I, there's been more than one big situation where that's been helped. Like, for instance, the, the, the Hollywood shooting... Uh, when the police had to run into the gun stores and yes. grab AR-15s and AK-47s so they could fight the bank robbers who were out there with fully automatic I, I, weapons. I, I, rem- and were, I remember that. You know, that was and, something. And, and, and I mean, like, nobody wants to see that society. We don't want to see, you know, full auto machine gun fights in the streets. That's why weapons like the Thompson and the full autos were made illegal years and years and years ago. Uh, but that being said, especially in the States, you can still own those firearms. You just have to jump through a, 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 a large set of hoops yes. and you have to spend a lot of money. Yes. Um, but if you want to buy a Thompson, you if you want to, if you can get $20,000 together, you can buy a World War II Thompson submachine gun, fully yeah. automatic. You pay the tax stamps, you get the background checks done, you have to store it properly, you have to do all these things and yeah. then you can own a fully automatic Thompson depending on which state you live in because yes. not all states allow it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and, and so you can do it and you can take that down to the range and you can shoot your fully automatic Thompson. And do you know since they passed those laws, do you know how many of them have been used in crimes? None. 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 50 years. None. Not one. Now, I'm going to say something that's going to piss a lot of people off. And it's going to piss Americans off if they're listening. (laughs) I don't like the bump stocks. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, we talked about this. I don't like them. uh, And I'll tell you why. A semi-auto has a valid purpose. The rifle is designed to do a certain thing. I own an AR-15, and I actually have an FN and an AK and a few pro hips and so on. But but in general, I can use those firearms to maintain familiar, familiarity with them and to maintain a high level of uh, marksmanship with them, skill at arms. Yes. Okay? 
And that's what I like to do because as a retired military guy, we don't ever like to think of ourselves as truly retired. Yes. We like to think of ourselves as, you know, just sitting in the back, letting the young guys <laughs> on, do all that. On, on, on temporary leave. Well, yeah. That's <laughs> we, we, and we do. And that's a fact. And that's Americans and that's Canadians and that's Brits as well. I mean, unfortunately, our poor British brothers and sisters, uh, they're, they're, they got nothing. They, they might be able to go shoot a pelican on the weekend, but that's about <laughs> it. Um, but, you know, we, we can go out, we can shoot our ARs, and we can shoot our, you know, mini-14s and our M14s and all these different things. Um, and, and there's a purpose to that. And I don't like the five-round magazines. Uh, it's a stupid rule. But I understand why liberals like it because they can tell everyone that you've only got a five-round magazine. The reality is if, if you want to wing out, then you can modify that magazine easily and, 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 and make it a full-size magazine. But those of us who follow the rules, we don't do that, and we shoot our five. But again, okay, five rounds, you shoot your targets, and it's good enough. And if you're going to hunt, like say with the M305, M14 clone, yeah. uh, you have your five-round magazine, and, and you can hunt with it, right? Yes. So, so there you go. Um, uh, and, and that's, that's a debate for another time, but the bump stock, it takes the firearm, which is designed for civilian use as a semi-automatic, and it gives it a rate of fire that approximates that of a fully automatic weapon. Mm -hmm. Um, but it doesn't do it well. No. It's incredibly hard on the firearm. Yes. And it is not conducive to any kind of marksmanship at all. Now, when you fire a real full auto, there is a marksmanship aspect to it. It's a skill set that has to be developed through a lot of practice, and yes. you get that practice in the military. Yep. Um, and and you know, and it's bloody expensive. <laughs> the bump stock is is not suitable. It, it the the whole rifle is moving on its axis while you're firing a bump stock, and so it's not even acting like a true full auto. So it's not getting the effect. Uh, to the the suppressive effect yes. that a full auto gets, it's it's a toy, and it's a toy that enables people. Um, again, the argument would be, well, if you're if you're if you're if we can trust you with a semi-automatic or we can trust you with a fully automatic, why can't we trust you with a bump stock? Because the bump stock doesn't go through the same scrutiny as a full auto or even a lot of semi-autos do. It's mm -hmm. just a part that people buy that then makes a firearm act on. Unnaturally, on outside of its parameters. So I don't like the bump stock, and and if that's what they want to get rid of, keep it. Like keep it. There's there is there is no bump stock sport in Canada. There's no sport that requires the use of bump stocks. Again, I would rather see them legalize full autos than to say it's fine to have a bump stock. So so get get rid of it and give it up. And the other thing is is uh, large capacity magazines that are outside the parameters of the firearms. So we're looking at the AR-15's 100-round magazine or 60-round yeah. magazine, okay? Yeah. So the AR-15 is a rifle, and in its military form, it's an assault rifle. And it's designed uh, uh, in its military form to provide uh, rapid aimed fire uh, for the purpose of, of, of killing enemy combatants and an automatic to provide a way to fire to suppress... The enemy, so they have to keep their head down, which allows you to get close enough to kill them with a hand grenade or with a bayonet. That's all it's designed to do. Okay, so um, the the rifle is designed to use a thirty round magazine, which means that you can go prone, which is where a lot of your fighting 
would, would be done, at least when the rifle was designed. I understand that with body armor now, that's changed. But in the old days, you would go prone to stay below the length, the level of most of the, of the bullets flying around. The 100-round magazine is too large to allow you to do that, and therefore you must stand. There is no, no civilian application for a magazine of that type other than to pour ammunition as fast as possible into a target. If you want to do that, legalize fully automatic weapons, jump through the extra hoops required to own them mm-hmm. and store them and all that kind of stuff and and use the firearms as they were designed. The, again, the 100-round magazine is, is designed outside the parameters of use of the weapon. The AR-15 was, or the M16 was designed with a thirty, well, twenty-round magazine, and yes. then a, and then a thirty-round magazine, uh, and 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 so you know, and I don't consider that a large capacity magazine. I consider that a standard capacity magazine. Yeah. See, you know what? From from where I'm sitting, I mean, you, you're right. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's probably going to be a lot of people in our uh, American grouping of listeners that are going to hear the uh, the words come out of your mouth about the bump stock and maybe it not having any you know suitable purpose. Uh, you know. Uh, the for me the idea would be they're fun they're novel they're they're, you know what as, as long as it's in the hands of somebody that knows what they're doing and they've been you know vetted certified cleared and screened you know why not uh, but it, you know mechanically you're you're absolutely correct it, it puts it puts the firearm into a very unnatural state you get uh, you get things happening when when a bump stock is is working well, that, they, they don't particularly work tremendously well well you you can they, you, 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 they, you can get like if you if you heard the rate of fire yeah uh, at, at at las vegas um the the, the firearms were they 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 had a um an unusual rate of fire it wasn't yeah, consistent it, it wasn't, wasn't it wasn't cyclic it was it was odd it was it was um, odd. It, had, it, it came it came up and it went down it was it was it was it was interesting like it really was i remember when you and i first listened to that video uh and you had kind of uh, pointed out to me and i remember agreeing with you completely that there there was obviously the use of some kind of device to increase the rate of fire uh you know but like i mean you you can you can have these kinds of items in people's hands i really do believe that if 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 it's the right people uh you know what the big issue in the united states is giving up an inch nobody wants to give up an inch well but the problem with the united states is this is we keep thinking of them as a country and they're not a country they're 50 small countries yeah okay and the problem is is like for instance new york state and california have gun laws that far eclipse Canadian <laughs> yeah. gun laws yeah. we would be horrified to have their gun laws yeah they're awful yeah I mean, they're awful and it hasn't stopped a damn thing no. They still get the murders. They still get the mass shootings. I, 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 I know a lot of people that are, are hoping that California slides into the ocean from the gun from the gun community. Oh, they're not they're not digging some of the stuff that's going on over there no, with they, with keys to unlock you know magazines and you know loading through the port of the gun. I mean, you know, it's gotten ridiculous. So, so, so again, what the lawmakers there have done is exactly what our liberal lawmakers are trying to do, which is instead of going after the criminal use of firearms, is they're going after the general usership, the general gun community, and and. You know, first of all, the vast—I mean, the vast majority of shootings that can be prevented um, can be prevented by the proper application of government. And in every circumstance, the government has failed. Yeah, Florida, Parkland was a perfect example of a complete failure of three different levels of government. The FBI failed. The local police failed. The school failed. Yeah, um, like like. How many times do you have to call the police and say, this guy is threatening to shoot up the school and he's got a gun? 
and they do nothing. And yet, and yet, they still manage to point point the finger at the legitimate fire community oh, okay. and 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 the firearm and inanimate well, and, objects. And, so, and I mean, and so we, who doesn't think that there's a group out there with an agenda to push this? I mean, the the these Democrats and these liberals they dance in the blood of victims. They dance in it. They it rains down on them, and they dance like it's a beautiful spring day with a <laughs> rainstorm. They love it, and it's contemptible. They're absolutely contemptible because I'll tell you, there's no day of the year that I'm not willing to discuss serious gun control that will limit the ability of people who shouldn't have firearms to have them and the, and to lessen the likelihood of, of, of mass shootings and gun crime in general. But I am not willing to concede that we need to be disarmed and we need to live as a nation of sheep. I find it completely contemptible. And, and you know what? I got to tell you, even as a young man, and I mean, I had this conversation with a young lady from Ralph Goodale's office uh, the other day. You know, the, the topic of confiscation came up for a split second. Of course, you know, she said, well, that's not what they're doing and kind of chuckled a little bit. And I, I said, well, no, you know what? I survived the mid-90s where they actually did take firearms without yeah. Yeah. any kind of justifiably good reason uh, from good people. So, like, I mean, as, as the firearm community, you know, once again, you know, we have, a, we have a, an event that occurs in another country. Yeah. It doesn't even occur in this country. And, and somehow, you know, that... That provides this sudden impetus for our liberal government, which is arguably the the worst ever. I mean, I I I, I think I, there are very few people that really know what's going on up in there that would argue that it, it's anything less than a complete oh, we, circus. We've got control out of it. There's still a god awful well, no, this government. Is, but this is, an awful government. But this is what I'm talking about. Like, I mean, like, so we have this event that occurs, tragic, horrible event, and we should do everything imaginable to avoid it. But that part of that means coming up with effective legislation, not meaningless bullshit that is just designed to to distract the masses into thinking that something's being done that's productive. As a young man in my 20s, handing over uh, a $600 gun uh, for destruction, uh, and 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 I mean that 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 represented a hundred hours of my working time. Yeah. I had to hand over two weeks without any good reason, and 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 I did it. You know why I did it? Because I'm a good law-abiding citizen. I'm a gun owner. And and so I did it, and and I gave up I gave up something of mine that I had worked two weeks more than two weeks of my time for, and back then as a young man in my early twenties I said to myself I have absolutely no problem with the idea of giving up my my hobby because that's all it was back then it wasn't a passion it wasn't a lifestyle I didn't recognize it as such I, I knew I loved you know shooting firearms I knew I loved the firearm community but I never I never thought of it as a passion and a, and a lifestyle uh, but I was willing to give up. Right, what I loved, if it meant that nobody else was going to get hurt. But even as a young man, I knew what they were proposing was going to be completely ineffective, was going to be completely useless. Completely. And what what purpose does it serve to take the people that take the courses, that join the gun clubs, that that only shoot on the firing line, that, that you know hunt successfully and safely, that go through all the screening, the certifications, the safety courses that are constantly checked on a day to day basis? What purpose could it possibly serve to regulate these people to an of their lives and potentially take their guns away. Meanwhile, you've got criminals that completely circumvent the system. They don't. They don't bother to get licenses. They operate completely outside the law. I mean, there's even that argument that you know, like people talk about, you know, modifications of firearms. But if you can modify a firearm to the point that it goes full auto, you don't even need to get a legal gun to do it. You well, can just build and, one. And, and let's let's face it. 
you know, <laughs> they, they keep referring to these firearms that can be made full auto. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, is you don't need a firearm to make a full auto firearm. If you have access to a machine, a machine shop in your garage, a lathe and, and a few other small uh, tools, you can make fully automatic firearms and it's done. It, it's, they're having a big problem with it in Australia now uh, because they, you know, they, they collected up all the guns and these guys are making uh, Stens and Mac 10s and so, so on in these machine shops, full autos. Yep. And they're out there in the streets going, uh, going up against the cops with it. And they're being used against the unarmed populace of, of Australia. And it's, it's, you know, completely unacceptable. Um, they have the chance to keep a group of people happy, the shooters, by 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 proposing, you know, uh, serious uh, gun control uh, revision that would keep us happy and that would enable people to enjoy their sport and not. I'll tell you right now, what they've done is they've 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 um, garnered a great deal of opposition to their government. Yes. A lot of people who might have voted liberal are not going to vote liberal now. Now, to be fair. The liberals are looking at this and they're saying, well, most gun owners are going to vote conservative or NDP, which which is true. Uh, but the few that did vote liberal, I think a lot of them are not <laughs> going to now. Uh, I also think that as a group, we're now going to be a lot more activistic. And Absolutely. I, think I am fully prepared to take uh, to take action to get out there and help my uh, my conservative member of parliament get elected in the next election. Hell yeah! And, and I hope three million other Canadian gun owners will do the same thing. And uh, and and you know, um, uh, to hell with them because they they first of all. In what world have you ever heard legislation go from first to second reading in a week? It's insane. In, in a week. It's insane. Yeah, it's never happened. I, you know, it's I, never I, happened. No. I, and you know what? And I love that we're transitioning into this uh, area of conversation because this is a real sore spot for me. Folks, uh, you know, I, I, I obviously uh, made a point of uh, raising awareness on this one, asking people through our postings on Instagram and on Facebook. And uh, I don't believe I got around to it in podcasts because I was too busy answering a lot of questions. When they voted or, or when, they, when they put forward a motion right at the end, of a workday to limit debate on the subject uh, of of the new firearm legislation that's being proposed. Uh, I'll tell you, I went through the roof because I mean they're clearly just slamming this shit through. Uh, they're not they're not going to give the firearm community uh, an ounce. Of, uh, of 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 mercy, and I think that's probably the best way to put it. If you thought that they were going to go easy on us, they are not. Uh, they're pushing this through as fast as they can. This is a very serious subject. Uh, it is a complex one. It is one where the firearm community has completely lost faith in liberal governments and the RCMP's ability to to you know. Uh, classify firearms fairly and, and treat the public fairly you know so you've got a very complicated subject that's going to impact on millions of people uh, could potentially cost millions of dollars the last time we let them you know run amok we got ourselves you know a two uh you know two billion dollars worth of wasted tax dollars i mean like you know to, to to say oh yeah we trust you just just push it on through i mean we're already seeing things in the legislation that look you know like they're they're going to compromise uh, the firearm community in a, in a serious way it, it doesn't look effective to to me, uh, I think that a lot of people have been caught off guard by this. I certainly saw some of this coming. They're pushing this through. They're not gonna. They're not gonna wait. Oh no, it's a freight train. It's yeah. a freight train, and it's getting rammed through. And here, here's the most frustrating thing, Mark. And this is this is for for everyone out there. You know, maybe many of you are not Canadian. Uh, you're Americans, or you're or you're other uh, from other countries. Um, so this government is losing popularity, declining 
very rapidly in the polls. Free fall, and man. Free falling. Yeah. And, and and Trudeau just got back from India, where he made himself look like an imbecile, <laughs> danced around in India, in Indian uh, wedding garb. Oh no! Wait, hold on! Don't, don't 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 be calling it a costume I now because no no no. That's me. That's it. No 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 no. I'm just I'm just I, what I'm what I'm saying is is that I cannot yeah, believe I yeah, cannot yeah. believe that somebody yeah. from the liberal government decided to stand up and and announce that they were offended yeah. by by yeah. the by, the by, by they were criticized for referring to them as costumes i mean you know what uh, i think i think that with perhaps justin trudeau's background in in drama uh, you know maybe that's the way they should have been seen i don't know i i i, I certainly don't think that when people have referred to them as costumes they mean any disrespect no no and it was, the, it was the, the indian press that referred to them as costumes yeah so you yeah know, you know i mean i mean if the indian press are prejudiced against themselves then i guess the liberals have managed to work this into a uh, a circle of con- uh, of condemnation that that even they have lost control of, but see them wanting to distract from so, the issue. So, 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 Justin, Justin Trudeau is declining in the polls rapidly, yes. and gun control is something that the left side of the political spectrum in this country has traditionally been very keen on and it has nothing to do with parkland it has nothing to do with anything there's a there's a small group of people uh who have thought for a long time that canadians shouldn't own any type of farms whatsoever we should be australia on steroids and 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 fair enough whatever but what's going on is that the liberals are trying to get their votes they're trying to the liberals are in the middle left of the political spectrum the ndp are hard left the conservatives are middle right too too harder right that we're actually a, a bigger grouping simply because there's only one real party at, at that stage and then you've got the greens which are a tiny little uh left-wing party as well and uh so what the liberals are trying to do is they're they know they're bleeding votes uh and so what they're trying to do is they're trying to steal a little bit of voting power off of the hard left the ndp the people who want the guns to be gone for good so um that's why they're doing this after Parkland, they're capitalizing on the on the uh, you know the the tragedy of Parkland to uh, show to you know showcase to the left side of the political spectrum that uh, see this this whole gun issue we're going to go after it hard and and what they're doing is they're ignoring their own MPs because there are a lot of liberal MPs right now a lot of these these seats uh, especially in 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 the country tend to tend to go uh, uh, conservative and liberal back and forth and. And these liberal um, uh, uh, MPs expressed their concern to the prime minister and said, "Listen, you know, I, I'm a I'm a country uh, uh, riding. Uh, my people own firearms. If you make me vote uh, for this bill, I'm going to lose the seat in the next election." And 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 Trudeau apparently at the um, at the caucus meeting uh, became in, enraged and was and was yelling at the at the uh, r- uh, rural. Uh, MPs to stop their complaining and to shut up and do as they were told, and and I found that very interesting. So there there is, you know, this is not about gun control. This is not about safety. This is about trying to steal some votes, and 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 for the cost of that, and and not not only like the cost of our property, but the co- the financial cost that's going to be tied to this. They're willing to undercut Canadian justice. They're willing to undercut the the Westminster. Uh, uh, parliamentary system. They're willing to um, uh, control debate or stifle debate, um, and they're willing to ram this bad legislation through to, to get a few votes. It's not good for gun owners. It's not good for the general public. It's going to do nothing. It's not going to change our, gun, our, our, our stats 
any which way, left or right. It's not going to increase or decrease the number of shootings or murders in this country, which are historically at, at, a, at, a, at a very low rate. And in addition, let's be very clear here, uh, in order to sell this to the Canadian public, the uh, federal government, the Liberals, told the Canadian public through their mouthpiece, the CBC, CTV, Global News, the Toronto Star, all the left-wing uh, uh, media outlets, that gun crime was on a spike and needed to be addressed as a pressing issue and they were lying yeah the, the gun crime spiked in 2013 and the following year it dropped back off and only by comparing the 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 stats 2013 were they able to make a tenuous link that that gun crime is up it is way down and uh, there's been a little uptick this year, but again, it's all gang violence. And uh, m about 80% of the firearms used in game, gang violence are, are brought in from the United States illegally. So, you know, and they lied to Canadians. And they they did. They lied. They looked right in your faces. That little rat-faced good ale <laughs> looked right into that camera, looked right into the heart of the Canadian voter, and lied his little rat face off and told them, and told them, that gang crime was going to be affected by these new laws, that we were going to stop the, 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 the rise of gang crime by, by, by going after your AR-15, which is not used in crime in Canada. Uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's sick. I like, I mean, I actually watched that man stare into the, into the camera as well and say that everybody was happy, you know, like, and I, and I know for a fact, the anti-gun community, they're not happy. The gun coalition people said we didn't go too far. We, we didn't, we didn't go far enough. The, the firearm community, I know for a fact, is not happy. Anybody that reads the legislation, uh, as it, as it stands right now in its proposed, uh, state, uh, should not be happy. Well, you also, so, uh, two things that I, I want to say before we cut this off yeah um, uh, one all you people listening uh, if Canadian citizens there's a petition e1608 e1608 petition nice. uh, Canadian Parliament uh, to uh, rescind this uh, legisl this legislation this bill so that's out there right now it's already at like two or three thousand uh, um, uh, uh, signatures go and sign it let's get 50,000 signatures on there and 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 deluge them with this um, uh, you know, so so that that will, so that that will, uh, you know, have at least uh, let it, them know how unhappy we are about things. Well, you know, people have asked me if there's any merit to calling into their members of parliament when I've asked people to do that, and I say that there's uh, there's always uh, going to be an impact that extends beyond. Like we may be losing this battle. Like I mean, if they've got a majority government and they're just pushing things on through, you know, we're, we we may be losing this we're battle, lost. folks. We may we may lose this battle, but that doesn't mean that we've lost the war, and that certainly means doesn't mean that we should just roll over and give up and play dead. I don't believe in that, not for one second. That's the reason why we're in the position we're in today. Too many people were apathetic. And, and completely indifferent to the idea of the man standing next to them falling over, you know, like giving up his guns. Oh, well, at least it wasn't me. I mean, we talked about that earlier. I, I like the idea of giving them trouble every step of the way so that we can draw more attention to this cause, to the to the uh, injustices that we've suffered through, and to, and to make members of parliament completely aware that in just a little over a year's time, this many unhappy people are going to be telling all of their family, all 
of their friends, everybody they know and work with. What a complete sham this government has been. Oh, it's, it's, when it's, it's tried, an awful to, government. yeah, and when and when they've tried to dupe the general public into believing that they're doing something to improve public safety, when in fact they are not. No, and and, and that's the contemptible thing. Yeah, is that there are things that could be done and they're yeah. not doing them. Yeah, and, and 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 so every time they do something like this, it draws away from from you know, laws and regulations and, and plans that, that could actually impact it. The other thing, Mark, uh, yeah. was, uh, I don't know if you and I have discussed it, but um, is the section of, so there was like uh, 12, or sorry, eight points that they've talked about in this new proposed law. Mm-hmm. And one, one of the most concerning is that they're removing the statute in the Canadian Firearms Act that says that a firearm that is restricted cannot be prohibited, and a firearm that is prohibited cannot be restricted. So that section is in there, and and Bill C seventy one removes that section. So in it by removing that section and then handing over classification decisions to the RCMP, what they have done is said any firearm that is currently restricted can arbitrarily be made prohibited, but cannot be rolled backwards. But cannot be rolled backwards. But cannot be rolled backwards. So uh, that is the thing that's got people pulling their like the lifetime background check okay whatever it's it's not very nice i mean if you had trouble as a youth and you've been good ever since uh but if you know that that that's that's going to come into it but again you know this is the behavior is very important when it comes to owning firearms mm-hmm. and and uh, it is a responsibility, and it's a responsibility that many people take very, very seriously. Uh, I, I know I do. Um, you know, I store my firearms properly. I use them responsibly. I don't screw around with them. I don't shoot drunk. I don't, mm. you know, I don't. All these things, we all want to see good, solid gun control. But I am completely opposed to any situation whereby they're going to be taking our property away from us and they're going to be tightening up the regulations because you know as we said we've got restricted laws in this country got prohibited laws in this country there's no difference between a prohibited and restricted rifle there isn't they're all the same uh except for full autos and uh that that is a, a silly and arbitrary rule that makes no sense our gun laws make no sense they are completely arbitrary they're completely uh um you know just off the wall in so many ways and I think this is just going to create more of that. Yeah. And I think we're it's going to be it's going to be an endless monthly list of the latest things the RCMP has deemed not acceptable because they don't like the look of it and they don't like, you know. Now, I will say that the RCMP know more about firearms than that group of clowns that came up with the initial uh, uh, prohibition and restricted list because that was done by a group of people who knew nothing about firearms and they literally did it with the firearm uh, uh, encyclopedia Cat, ca- catalog. And went through it and looked at the pictures and yep. if it looked scary it got prohibited or, and if it looked sort of scary it got restricted and if it didn't look scary it got left as non-restricted and that that was truly a a group of people who knew nothing about firearms and the RCMP know a lot more about firearms than that but that's what also scares me because they know there's no functional difference between a Swiss arms and a AR-15 so if they're prohibiting the Swiss arms well what's going to stop them from prohibiting the AR-15? And guess what? 
the RCMP isn't going to get voted out, so they don't care. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, so, you know that, that's that's the way I see and, it. And I see I see a time in this country where all semi-automatic military-style rifles, yeah, you know, military-themed rifles, rifles. If you will, will be prohibited. Yeah, you I know, cer- certainly I took my fair share of heat and uh, fielded a number of questions from people that uh, said that they were. You know, what, what do you think is going to happen with SKSs? What do you think is going to happen with AR-15s? You know, are they going to ban them? I, I was criticized for you know talking about bans months ago, and and of oh, course yeah. there were well, quite there were quite there were quite a few people that said there is nothing in the proposed legislation that is uh, indicating that we're heading in the direction of bans, and yet here we are uh, staring at the proposals, and and you can see the writing on the wall, folks. I mean, and and, and you know what? The idea that the Liberal government would be able to sit back and say, well, we didn't didn't do it to you and and point the finger over at the RCMP it, it really is for lack of a better term in my my opinion, deplorable I mean they, well, they, they really are just passing the buck and I mean they're gonna make the RCMP look like the bad guys to the firearm community anyway uh, you know like I mean I, I really do want to hope that the RCMP sticks to the script and stays civilized and 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 only uh, classifies things according to you know well uh, well thought out criteria that's fair uh, you know I want to believe that that's the case but given the history uh, of mistreatment that we've suffered uh, through over the years at the hands of government when it comes to firearms legislation, I don't think this is going to be any different. I, I think that, I think we're going to see a mass no, shift. And, and and the problem is, is I I honestly believe that this bill is going to create more criminality. Yeah, a lot of people are not going to comply. Yeah, because why the. F- should they? Yeah. Why you, should they? Well, you know, and, 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 isn't, know, and isn't that the kind of thing, though, that we and, should be and, talking and, and about? Where, and where people start to feel victimized yeah. and start to feel powerless, what what happens there, Mark? Yeah. When, when when men and women start to feel powerless, and they start to feel victimized, and they and 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 they're paying more and more of their taxes, and they're seeing it being pissed down the drain on useless things, and 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 now they're being told, you know hand your firearms over and shut your mouth and do as you're told and go to work and live your life and, and, and you know, be a good little slave and a good little peon and just do as you're told and shut up. And, and you know... It's going to build some resentment. It's going to build a lot of resentment. And and I'm not saying, you know, people are going to do anything bad, but I am going to say I, I can see an awful lot of holes being dug. And, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know... Uh, uh, you know, hundred, you know, hundreds of years of of, of uh, you know finding caches of, uh, <laughs> I think, of, of hidden away weapons. You, you know, know, I I don't I don't encourage it, but I tell you, I think Mike from Canmore might get a little bit busy. Mike from Canmore might get a little bit busy. You know, the fire the firearm yeah. community. The, no, the, the, like in all seriousness, though, I, I think that I brought this up a very long time ago. Uh, that the the idea of prohibition. Uh, not creating a, a strong and vibrant black market is absolutely ridiculous. If they don't get total, 100% complete compliance from the firearm community, they will, in fact, be contributing more to the detri- to the detriment of uh, the public safety than than any legal firearm community member ever could if these firearms are not turned in or registered or if they decide that they're going to uh, outright ban guns you know as they move them around from class to class if if people don't comply and decide to go off the grid if they're fed up with the idea of the government taking property or jerking them around if that's the if that's the way it's viewed uh, and and these firearms are pushed outside the realm uh, as a result of the new legislation or decisions made to to prohibit or reclassify firearms, if they're pushed into that realm of of people that operate outside the law, yeah. right, it will create potentially, I think, a much more dangerous situation. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. 
and again, it's 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 a bad piece of legislation. And and you know, I've always felt that we should propose our own legislation. And and I I think the Canadian Farms Act could could use a complete revamping. But I wouldn't I wouldn't waste my time presenting anything of any value to that group of clowns in Ottawa right now. Now, when Mr. Shear hopefully becomes Prime Minister in, in, a, in a year, uh, a year and a half, um, I, I would certainly be willing to go and present him with some work I've done that would present a gun control bill that makes a lot of sense, that would keep gun owners happy. Well, here's what it would do. Gun owners would be ecstatically happy and extremely pissed off. And the anti-gun people would be extremely happy and extremely pissed off. But 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 that's the problem, right? You know, the definition of a compromise is a circumstance under which neither side is happy. That's a compromise, right? Yep. So no. neither side is happy. But what we have now is 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 an is awful legislation. It works. It it it, it sort of works. <laughs> we don't have the mass shooting issue that that they do in the states. But again, uh, you know. That's a it's a fake issue. Yeah, I mean, you know, three hundred people a year are killed by by rifles in the United States. The the dreaded AR fifteen kills three hundred people a year in the United States. Three hundred under three hundred actually. Yeah, actually. So all rifles in the United States, all people killed with rifles in the United States, has hovered around three hundred for the last fifteen years. Yeah. About three hundred a year, right? So the AR-15, I don't know. Is it 50 because of a mass shooting? Is it 100 because of a couple of mass shootings? Is it 150? I don't know. But it's it's under 300. 300 in a country of 320, 30 million people, right? It, it, Which is a tiny, 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 yeah, tiny, tiny proportion. Yeah. You're, you're more likely to be hit by lightning or eaten by a shark. And, right? and, and, in, car, and in Canada, it's actually far less. It is. Like, it I mean, is. it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and, and this is, and this is something before we close up, I, you know, like I definitely, I, I definitely, before we close shop here, I want to mention this. Uh, it, it would appear, and, and I mean, I, I said this just the other day to somebody, it would appear as though the Gangs and Guns Summit was a complete waste of time because, I, you know what, I listened to uh, terrific uh, material uh, and content being delivered uh, to, to, to have people examine, you know, the violence in this country and what percentage of it involves firearms and the criminal use of firearms. And, you know, like to, to know that firearms represents this tiny, 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 tiny number of, of, of and, you know, and, and there are people that are going to say, oh, if we could save just one, think of the children, oh, really? you know, like, I, really? you know, like, you know, well, no, no. But like, how many, be, how many ISIS people are we bringing into this country and if it only saves one life, yeah, we're, we're should, right. Yeah, are we talking? Right. Are we talking about risk assessment yeah. here? Because you know what, if that's the case, I, you know, like I mean, we're talking about so few, so few, and 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 firearms represent such a small portion of that so few, and the legal firearm community's involvement in any kind of criminal activity is, 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 is yeah. like it's yeah. not even it doesn't even register, no. and yet for some reason there is nothing in the proposed legislation that mentions gangs and and, and getting guns no. out of their hands. No, it it's all or about licensing or punishing punish, punishing them. It's all about licenses and it's all about you know reclassification and it's and it's it seems to be completely geared towards controlling what is probably turning out folks to be the fastest growing group of gainfully employed voters in the country. Good people. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about the finest people in the nation. I get a little ramped up when yeah. I talk no, about no, this. No, no, but you. the truth is, is the liberal government's going to have to wrap their little minds around this fact. We are growing. We are not going to stop growing. You mentioned killing gun culture. 
right? And that there's a concerted effort made by this government not to combat crime, not to improve public safety, but to kill the gun culture. Because I could tell you right now, the Canadian gun vault has grown to over 58,000, right, <laughs> viewers in the last year and a half. And I mean, on YouTube, uh, you know, we've got over 16,000 subscribers. Uh, Facebook is coming along now with well over a couple of thousand. And I mean, the podcasts are growing every day because of good people like you getting involved, Brian. I, like, I got to tell you, if they cannot grasp the fact that people love firearms and a lot of responsible people represent 95 percent you know of the country uh, that gets involved in firearms love love them they, they don't just enjoy them this isn't just a pastime it's not like you know uh installing a car stereo system or you know uh you know and going for walks or you know occasionally going skiing once a year i mean people love their firearms they love it and, and they love it like people love golf and they love yes, it like some people love fishing yeah and and and, and and you're basketball. you're you're more likely to get clubbed by somebody with his five iron than you are to get shot by somebody not we're talking absolutely. about serious absolutely. screening process process here folks and i mean and i mean they want to add to that and i'm not entirely opposed to that but I mean, given the history of abuses that we've suffered under, I mean, I, you know what? I'm going to say, yeah, you know what? We should be fighting them tooth no, and nail on tooth every front. And nail. Yeah. And you know what? No, I'm not interested in debating them. And no. I'm not interested. Uh, and really, for all you people out there, I, I'm, I don't feel there's any, there's going to be any movement in any way, shape, or form with these people. No. Because because this isn't about the democratic process. This isn't about law and order. This isn't about anything other than votes and power and when it comes to that there's nothing a liberal claws to more than power and they will drag it down to the depths with them they will they will they will they will hold on to it and they will drag it down to the bottom of a mud-filled lake yeah. just to grasp onto it at, yeah. at, at, at you know with their dying breath and so so no I, I don't think logic is going to work and and I don't think process is going to work the fact of the matter is is they have a majority and they're going to ram this through yeah. and, and we're all going to take it dry yeah. so you know what uh, the Get involved out there. Get your conservative elected. And you know what? Hold the conservatives' feet to the fire. Not about just firearms, but about everything. If you don't like the way conservatives treat gay people, then stand up for gay people. If you don't like the way conservatives are about about marijuana, then stand up to them on it. But you know what? Conservatives will listen to you. They will listen to you. Stephen Harper, you know who a lot of people didn't like because they, oh, he's a fascist and he's this and he's that. Stephen Harper governed from the most middle position of any government this country has seen in 20 years, 25 years. He governed from the middle. He sounded like a right-winger and the right-wingers liked him, there's no question, yeah. and the oil companies liked him. Yeah. But the oil companies made jobs and brought in money and, and the right-wingers were mollified and he changed nothing. He, he didn't go after any of the traditional conservative bugbears he left abortion alone he left you know he he enshrined gay rights into our law by having a free vote on the issue in in uh parliament and ensured that gay marriage became enshrined in our law so you know all these people want to shit all over stephen harper because he was conservative conservatives listen and and I'm sure Andrew Scheer is going to listen as well and govern from the center responsibly listening to everyone. The liberals are not doing that. The liberals have just put the middle finger up to all the conservatives in this country, all the gun owners. And you know what? That's it. 
I'm not interested in talking to them. I'm interested in seeing the back end of them. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one step further. They haven't just stuck their middle finger up to gun owners. They've done it to all Canadians yeah, on absolutely. so on so absolutely. many different fronts. I'm oh, I'm seeing it. Like I mean, it's not even a gun issue anymore. You're absolutely right about that. I'm looking at freedom of speech. I'm looking at how they're taxing small businesses. I'm, I'm looking at you know Islamophobia laws. I mean, like without oh, clearly I know, I know. defining terms. I mean, there there's a strong argument there that you know people are are being given preferential treatment. I mean, we have we have hate crime laws already. Right. We have we have we have those we have those mechanisms in place uh, to create a set of laws that specifically, you know, target uh, a certain grouping like that, you know, would, would kind of leave people with, I think, a, a bad, a bad impression of the way they're kind of approaching the whole situation. Anyway, uh, you know, I got to tell you, Brian, right. I, I, I never get bored of having you on the show <laughs> and, and we're about we're about out of time. Right. Thank you so much for being here. Right. Always a pleasure seeing you. Cheers, brother. Right. And I hope everybody's enjoyed this week's podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube and uh, as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.